gonna get there And I'm on fire today Ain't no water in the coma even put me on I find a better way Am I crazy all the wind is gonna blow me down Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Hardwood Dynasty Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Huck Breeze. I am joined here with Max Breeze and Andrew Waller. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. That was really accurate information you just provided us. Yeah, thanks. 10 out of 10. The greatest opening I've ever heard. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, all right, since you guys are doing okay, um, I guess we'll just jump right in here. We did finish up last week's podcast with talking about the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl didn't, in fact, happen. Uh, To my dismay, uh, it seemed like the tackles for the uh, Chiefs decided they were more important than I thought they might be. I thought backup tackles in the NFL, you know, could even could handle a, uh, you know, workload, you know, maybe at, even at 50%, but it looks like they were toddlers out there. They got ran over on every play and the chiefs went down and went down awfully. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on the Super Bowl, Max? I want to hear from you first. It went down exactly how I said it would. I told you. Yeah, Chiefs scoring nine points. I said Buccaneers defense. You know, Tom Brady's going to play like Tom Brady does in the Super Bowl, and the Buccaneers defense is going to, you know, make the Chiefs, give the Chiefs a hard time. And we made a live bet on the podcast. And yeah, you made good on that bet, but I just, I'm very proud. Mm -hmm. I, whenever I lose, I, you know, I pay my bets immediately because that's what you do. Because you want to get paid immediately, you want to pay them out immediately. That's just how it, that's how bets work. Andrew, do you have any thoughts on Super Bowl? You know, I just I wanted the Bucks to win. I was shocked that they won with such ease. It felt like they. I mean, obviously they tried hard, but it felt like the game wasn't really close after the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a sports fan, what you want to see is you want to see a good game more than anything. Uh, you you want to see, you know, the, the two teams be competitive. We were all looking forward to the this, this Super Bowl. <laughs> this is the two best quarterbacks, uh, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, I think, right now, and the best quarterback of all time. Um, and so you want to see, you know, these guys duke it out, and there wasn't it wasn't a fight. It was just like somebody was limping the whole time. And quite literally, he was limping. Uh, he, had, he had the, you know, he's going to have surgery on his foot. Um, both his tackles were out. You know, I'm not going to say it wasn't a fair fight with the refs. You know, they doubled up with Brady on the on the Chiefs. There was a flag thrown on pretty much every Chiefs play in the first half. But you know what? Football's football, and so uh, it it went uh, it went the way it did, and we we move on to next year. But enough about football. Okay, football season's over, so we are in full basketball mode um, going into the mid middle to end of February. And there's been a lot of action. We've had a lot of action uh, going on in our league. I think what happens is 
people dip their toes in the water and some people start to see, wow, you know, I like what they're doing over there. I wish I could have some trades. I wish I could make some transactions. I want some fresh names. And they start to throw some, uh, you know, different scenarios, different trades around. Um, actually, there were six, I think, this week. It is a new record for our league, um, considering, I think, there were 17, correct, Max? 17 trades on the year? Or is there 17 less? trades so far this year. 17 trades on the year, and there were six in the past week. So that's a good percentage of, um, of trades that we've had for the season. Well, let's talk about... The first one, um, Andrew, he traded DeMar DeRozan in the fourth, Anthony Edwards in the eighth, to Kyle Fleur, Clint Capella. Max, go ahead and tell me what you think of this, and then I'll follow up. Well, I like it for both sides. Um, Andrew got the best player in the deal with Clint Capella, and I think Clint Capella is going to be a good fourth-round keeper for the foreseeable future, especially in a league that... We're seeing bigs as a commodity now. Um, and the fact that Andrew's got a young one locked up who's basically a walking double-double, he's got to feel good about that for the future um, and the present for what it's worth. Meanwhile, I, you know, I'm you know i the one that drafted Anthony Edwards in the eighth. I love that get for Kyle. You know, People forget Anthony Edwards was the first pick in the draft, and he was taken there for a reason. The Timberwolves are giving him a lot of run on the court. They're letting him take a lot of shots. You know, they're... I, they're doing as much as they possibly can to develop him. Um, so there's a lot of upside there. And DeMar DeRozan in the fourth is still a good keeper. It's not nearly as good a keeper as Capella, but Kyle improved his roster, uh, or at least his keepers for the foreseeable future. So I saw it as a win-win. I like Kyle's uh, package that he got more than I like Capella. Now Capella is a beast. Okay, You're he's a big monster. Fan of Kyle's package. Yes, I am. Um, I, 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 uh, I think that, like like I said, Capella's a beast on the boards. He's a walking double double. Um, we've seen it. I think we were talking about it the other night that he almost triple doubled with blocks. Um, he, he threw down double digit blocks. Um, the only thing is. Every once in a while, including maybe tonight, I haven't checked the stats for the night, but uh, Capella disappears sometimes, and he's also oft injured. Um, and and so, yes, I like Capella's package, but what he gave up was Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards is a is one of those players that I've talked about in the past. That's like you come in the NBA, you're a young kid. Well, I think he's 19 years old. Coming in the NBA as a 19 year old, 20 year old, and you obviously don't know the ins and outs and and the how to keep up with NBA players and it's going to be kind of a learning experience and we saw that at the beginning of the season so what we see of Anthony Edwards is wow what a flop of a draft because you were the first one taken in the draft much been you know one of those off draft years but I don't know I mean this could turn out to be I mean I think it will be somebody that the Timberwolves thought could pair with Cat to be uh, to somebody that's going to take him to the playoffs. So he's going to get a lot of run, um, you know, with with Russell and Cat. I think this could be uh, somebody that rivals Cat in the future for their leading scorer. He's talented. We've seen him. Um, you know, we've seen his talent already and the way he can fill the, fill the box score. So, and he's also in the ninth round. Eighth. And ninth. 
I, I literally just looked. I'm pretty yeah, he, he's in the ninth. He's, he's in the ninth. ninth? Oh. Yes, I said eight, but you, it's okay. Um, but but yes, he's in the ninth round, and so what I'm looking at is when you're in last place, which Andrew is. Um, you, wow. you're selling. You just, you're launching into that one. Well, really? uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm in a totally different boat. I'm not in thirteenth, but I'm not about to trade a ninth round first overall keeper for anybody. Period. It just it just wouldn't happen. Um, it's interesting. Like I said, I like Capella. It's just uh, and giving up DeRozan. Who I'm a Spurs fan. He's still a leading scorer of the Spurs, who have been pretty good on offense this year. And Edwards for Capella is just—it's a lot. It's a lot. So I, I, I like what uh, what Kyle got. What, and, I love your and, package, Andrew. Andrew, uh, what do you think of of what you got? So starting out on draft night, I saw—I mean, obviously, you know, a couple weeks into the season here, obviously my team has millions of holes, just tons of holes. And I draft, I thought rebounds was the biggest hole that I had. So three, I think three of my first four picks that I had, where I believe it was Nurkic, Wiseman, uh, I think in there was Kobe White and then Marvin Bagley. So I was really trying for rebounds. And obviously Nurkic hasn't worked out. Bertans, I'm sorry, uh, Wiseman has been hurt. Um, so, and I tr- ended up trading Bagley. So I still... F- thought I had a huge rebounding hole, which is why I went Capella. I think when I traded for him was average, had the highest um, average rebounds per game in, in fantasy. Um, Also I had Halliburton and Anthony Edwards in the ninth. So I was either going to have to trade one of them with another keeper to kind of make my five keepers work out or have to kind of wait till the end of the year, choose which one I wanted to keep um, and lose one. Um, looking kind of at the stats, I think Anthony Edwards could obviously be a big time volume shooter and, and score tons of points, but you know, he's averaging 14 points, a little over two assists. And I think right under a steal a game and shooting, I think a little over 32% from three Halliburton, while I don't think in the end, if each of them, you know, progresses, I don't think he'll score, you know, as many points per game potentially as Edwards. You know, he has the the five and a half assists per game. You know, he'll, he's averaging over a steal a, a game and right under a block a game. And he's also shooting, I think, 45-ish percent from three. So while I think if, if both progress to, you know, Anthony Edwards might be a better just volume shooter and, and you know, volume scorer, I think Halliburton, you know, who's had an awesome year, has the, has a chance to score, you know, in the, the mid to low 20s and points per game and also help out in, in a lot more categories compared to Anthony Edwards. Okay. Can I, can I review? So in review, it sounds like, to use Huck's phrasing, Andrew, you, you used a really a nice package to fill one of your holes. I presented my sexy, girthy package. Okay. For a, for just a, a solo, but I think no, you know, of course, not biased on my end. The way rebounds are in this league, and then they're harder to find than just it's harder to find a guy off the waiver wire that's going to get you double digit rebounds compared to double digit points. So I think with the way rebounds are such a hot commodity, at least this year, um, hopefully going forward, I I'll, I'll take my my return package better than the package that I sent away. 
All right. Sounds like you're satisfied. I'm. A, I'm. A, I, I left the the deal of packages very satisfied. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm. I'm you do what you got to do. I'm glad we we got that one out of our system. But the next one, Luke trades Kawhi and Aldridge to Max for Devin Booker and Patty Mills. Andrew, can you give me your thoughts on this one? So first looking at it, I, I was shocked. Um, I love Devin Booker. Max got Devin Booker, which is, you know, from me, one of my packages that I that I sent out. Um, and him being able to turn Devin Booker and and I don't want to just leave Patty Mills out, but just a, a waiver wire, a solid guy, but kind of someone off the waiver wire, for him to be able to turn Devin Booker in the second round for Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I think Max dom- dominated this trade. You know, if, if Luke is, is looking to trade for later round keepers from, from Max's team, you know, Wall in the fifth or, or even Dort, not sure if that was an option, just from a purely, you know, trading for later keepers. While, while Devin Booker is great, him being in the second round and, and him giving up Kawhi, I thought he could have got a much bigger keeper package than, than he gave up. Yeah. This is one that I don't understand either. Um, why was maybe I haven't seen the whole picture? Uh, why was he looking to get rid of Kawhi? Was there certain reasoning behind this? Um, why he wanted to to uh, to lose Kawhi? It it just doesn't seem correct. Now, Lamarcus Aldridge has a hundred percent lost a step. Okay, he's one of those guys that. Once every few weeks, he'll give you a productive double-double game. But besides that, um, he is definitely not the LaMarcus Aldridge of old. He is for sure uh, just a name to have. Um, He could very well be somebody that hits free agency um, at some point, which is probably why Max has, uh, you know, tried tried to sell him off. So really, honestly, what we're looking at because I do like Patty. I like Patty as a as a like fourth or fifth guard um, to fill in. He'll give you threes. He'll give you points. He's not going to turn the ball over that much, and he'll give you assists. Um, and he plays a good amount of minutes because Pop trusts him. Um, so what we're talking about is a second round Booker for a first round Kawhi. Um, and you know there may be an opportunity to find a better first round pick than than Kawhi Leonard, uh, but. He does. He's a triple double every night, uh, waiting to happen. So, um, I like what Max got on this end. Um, I think that there's got to be some reasoning, some different reasoning behind uh, why he wanted to get rid of Kawhi so bad. I'm not the biggest Kawhi fan of him personally, but just looking from a statistics standpoint, um, I think that Max went ahead and won this trade. Max, do you want to defend uh, this trade in any way? I mean, like I. I don't feel the need to defend it. Um, I'm happy with my return. You know, I'm obviously happy that I got Kawhi. You know, we we did a good amount of negotiating, kind of feeling out who each other liked on on each other's teams. And there were some players that uh, Luke was a little bit more protective of. You know, uh, Kawhi. He, he was interested in moving Kawhi for Booker one way or another, like uh, just making that happen. I, I think in his mind, Devin Booker, first of all, is a much younger star, someone that can put up more points than Kawhi and similar 
other stats. Like Devin Booker's not somebody that is exclusively going to get you points. He'll get you rebounds and assists too. He'll get you some steals. You know, he's been known to fill up a stat sheet. He's had a rough year to this point where he's been on and off the injured list. But ultimately what he got was a much younger player um, and a second round keeper who might be worth a first round pick, you know, like an, a young second round keeper that will not go into the draft for the foreseeable future. Um, not to mention, you know, Luke is a, is a Kentucky fan. He did try to work out a deal for, both Booker and John Wall, um, the Wildcat special, that was uh, a little too expensive for him. So I think he was really happy with the return on Patty Mills. Uh, that does, I know it's it's more of, he's more of a go for it now player because he's not keepable, but Luke's team is pretty low in the Roto rankings on three-pointers. Um, and Lamarcus Aldridge is just a name. He's just a name. I hope he can get healthy and I hope he can be, as relevant as whichever Plumley I have on my team. And if not, Huck's right. I'll just drop him to the waiver wire. Um, he lo- He's lost way more than a step. So to be clear, this is I, I lost my preferred second-round pick. I'll probably still keep Jimmy Butler if I don't end up trading him. Um, but I got an extra first for this year. And honestly, next year I'll probably have to think about it, Kawhi or LeBron. So, yeah. I mean, probably you will. <laughs> I mean, you're going for it now. Uh, you know, you're going to have to drop one of them um, and leave them to to the uh, leave them to the wolves here. I still think, though, like from Kawhi, Devin Booker. I know it's easy to kind of, I guess, forget about the the Aldridge to Patty Mills, where I think Aldridge probably in the in the three main categories: points, rebounds, assists. I would say. Aldridge is probably better in, in the majority of those so far this year. Um, with with Devin Booker, while I think he can obviously be much more of a volume scorer than Kawhi, I'm not sure other than maybe points that he would ever beat Kawhi's stat lines and rebounds or assists on, on, on a given night. Obviously, flukes can happen, but just from a – if Luke is really trying to be the, the sell – you know, sell my my first round pick for for a later keeper. It seems like it's kind of in the middle of where he probably real potentially realizes he can't contend this year, but this trade doesn't really show that he's fully committed to selling. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. So, I mean, if he's not playing for this year, what it looks like, and and you know, I'm not a hundred percent happy or pleased with the fact that somebody else is joining the first round pick club um, that I think me and Victor, uh, Andrew, do you, you don't have a first round pick, correct? Uh, right now. Correct. So, correct. so yeah, I mean, I'd like to have it all for myself just in case I do end up passing uniballers or some stuff mix up, you know, you get a worse pick. Um, <clears throat> but if you don't, then right now what you're looking at is like somebody like LeBron or Kawhi, you know, is going to get picked a guy like Trey young or, or Andre Drummond, or, you know, there's, Embiid. there's Embiid, you Dame. know, some there. Yeah. Dame Lillard. There's somebody that's going to be out there and you get one of those people instead of Kawhi. And now you have Devin Booker in the second. So, you know, it's not terrible, but you'd like to have Kawhi, uh, uh, you know, I think Kawhi is is 
the biggest knock I had on him was that he didn't play in back-to-backs. And it seems like the Clippers have unleashed him when healthy, when he's not in health protocols. Um, he's playing in back-to-backs, and he's and he's doing pretty good minutes. So, um, okay, I'm I'm going to give you a list of five guys, and you tell me five guys. So so uh, worst case scenario, I think for Luke right now is that he's downgrading from Kawhi to like Trey Young, right? Um, but he has Devin Booker in the second, Michael Porter Jr. in the third. Uh, CJ McCollum in the fourth, and I would assume he keeps Jarrett Allen in the sixth, and Fred Van Fleet in like the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to keep all of those guys, like, are, are there any of those guys where you would go, I would trade that guy and Trey Young for Kawhi? Because if so, he made a bad move, otherwise, he improved his keepers, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, you improve your keepers. I'm, I, I don't. So you're saying, would you trade potentially Trey Young and a Devin Booker, or Trey Young and Trey Young and Van Fleet, Trey Young for and uh, Jared Allen for Kawhi? I think absolutely. I think trading Trey Young. This is not and, an equivalent equation because you're closing off your second round pick, and you're. You, it could be. I mean, we named like six or seven people that could be first round picks. And there's a lot of people with first and second round picks locked up right now. So you don't know who's going to be there in the second round either next year. I mean, this is way early. Yeah, but for him, him trading Devin Booker, he's going to keep Devin Booker. So he's not going to have that second pick in a week. That's what I'm saying. You have to add whoever he would have gotten that pick to this whole equation. Okay, yeah. So the opportunity cost, yeah, there's there's a little bit more to weigh. But either way, it's looking like he would have a late second round pick now anyways. So... I don't know. I I understand where he's coming from, and I think there was some Kentucky fandom involved in the logic too. Sure, and and we'll see how it turns out. I mean, it could turn out well for him. You know, we don't we don't know. It's just right now. Uh, I think we can all agree that it does not help him out for this season going forward. Um, all right, let's move it to the next trade. Huck trades DeAndre Ayton. And Al Horford for the crucifix, Christian Wood. Max, do you have any thoughts on this? So, and you traded, who did, who did you trade with? Um, I traded with Paul Thunders from Down Under. With Paul Thunder from Down Under? I think. Let me just make sure here. I, I don't just, think so. I, I, yeah, I just played whoever I, uh, or it might be who I'm playing this week. It might be Grunsfeld's. Uh, it is Grunfeld's Revenge. So yes, I'm sorry, I'm getting mixed up. I'm I'm making trades with people who I'm playing, which makes things confusing. But sure Grunfeld's Revenge, way. Kyle, sure far way to to end up in a really good spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Okay, I, I the Crucifix has better stats this year um, than DeAndre Ayton. That being said, I still think DeAndre Ayton has a higher ceiling than him. I do. I, I just do. I think DeAndre Ayton to me, he's somebody I drafted last year. Um, and don't get me wrong, DeAndre Ayton in the, sa- in the second round versus Christian Wood in the third. Uh, I, I get it. I understand the allure behind it. Um, I think I, I just I like Ayton 
longer term. I think Christian Wood is going to be a bigger supplier of points when the Rockets don't have other studs on the floor. And when it comes to Phoenix, uh, they've got other guys. They've got Devin Booker that scores points. You know, they've got Chris Paul right now that scores points. But when it comes to blocks and rebounds, I just, I would trust Aiton, not just this season, but for the foreseeable future to be a steadier uh, supply of those. You know, like I, I, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's younger than Christian Wood. I think it's what his second or third year in the league. Um, and I'm not saying Christian Wood isn't a good player. I just, I think I they're think, both about the same. Aiden is 22. Wood is 25. Okay. Okay. So I think uh, from a keeper perspective, you might have stepped up, but I think from an overall like good player perspective, you may have might have taken a step back. But the idea of you having the keepers you have and then still having a first and second round pick available does seem nice. So I I understand that. So I get the trade. I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as you probably do. Andrew. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite Huck. I think based off of where your team is at this point, kind of you and I are in the same boat to where you're, you know, the, the more picks you have in, in the first couple of rounds, the better. And I mean, would I'm a big fan of the the wood, and mm. it's obviously him in a later round. Um, is in my opinion, it's it's a win win for you freeing up the second, you know, the second round pick where I think you could get a, a big time stud there, um, and also obviously you know Christian Wood is a stud with himself. But just mainly from the standpoint of your team is pretty much punting on this year, going towards next year. I think you this trade makes your team more flexible and better next year, which is, in my opinion, what you're going for. So I think you won this trade from your standpoint. Um, and I, I honestly think Christian Wood is better than DeAndre Ayton at this point. Um, yeah. So I think you, also, while you got the better keeper, you also got the better player. So I think it's a win from, from all sides on your end. Yeah, so when I was looking at this, a lot of – what I see my team as is derived or just the entirety of our basketball league is derived from playing DFS every day. I play daily fantasy every single day. And there's a lot of times where I am more susceptible to take my players because I like them and I, you know, whatever. And I take, I took a lot of eight. He's an expensive person, DFS, but I, you know, it, he's never worth the price which to me makes me think like he's un, he's overrated he doesn't fill up a lot of categories that aren't rebounds and blocks and even points he doesn't it's rebounds and blocks that is it uh there it's very rare that Aiton hits that 20 point mark consistently um, he's usually a teens type, uh, dude. And yes, he's a solid teens type, uh, scoring player, but would once James Harden left, you could say it was John wall. You can say it's Oladipo. It's Christian wood when he's healthy, uh, is the center point of that offense. It runs through him. Uh, he can pick up assists. He can re- pick up rebounds. He can, he can score. He can block. Um, he, he's good. I, I like Christian Wood. And also the fact was I get possibly, you know, I've, I've 
stack my team with some of these later round keepers or mid keepers so I can possibly pick up two players who are better than, you know, all these players that I have currently next year. And and that feels good because my first pick this year, I think, was like uh, Bogdanovich or some shit. Um, and it's really tough to win with that and with you have below average keepers. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I said for a reason earlier that DeAndre Ayton was for sale. Um, and I was looking for somebody that I really uh, liked taking in DFS that I was, you know, I on a night in, night out basis. I always take Drummond. I like to take Wood when he's healthy. Um, and I like to take Westbrook. <laughs> this also puts him in a position where he has to keep Westbrook or he has to keep Aiden. And if I'm him, I would keep Aiden just for the uh, purely the amount of uh, the age. And if he lets Westbrook go, well, I'm in the market for Westbrook. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, you know, a little bit deeper, deeper than you thought. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my defense of that trade. So I, I think I did well for myself, and I'm pretty happy. And, and for those asking for Christian Wood, um, you know, I, I – can't help you there. I don't think he's going anywhere right now. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next trade here. Victor. It's a good one. Trades Joel Embiid to Ethan for Buddy Heald and Chris Boucher. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? I was all, I think we were all waiting, or at least I was waiting to see what, you know, how that domino fell with Embiid. I think a lot of people were after him, maybe more so than any of the other first round keepers um, that were knowingly for sale. Um, now, of course, I don't necessarily know what if he, you know, what offers he floated out there to try to get just before, you know, all that happened. I thought as soon as uh, SGA became available, I thought the Embiid for SGA made perfect sense or, you know, like an M, like an Embiid, an Embiid, Embiid for what was sent or what wasn't, but I, I do like Bush, uh, Boucher. Um, but if, if, if I'm being honest, Embiid is, is one of those guys when he's healthy, he can put up stats kind of like no one else can in, in fantasy um, with the points per game, the, the rebounds per game. So unless I just got completely blown away with an offer, I probably would have kept him even if, even if I was in last place. Um, to me, this this may have been the best offer he got, but it, it didn't just completely blow me away. Um, so I like the the haul that Ethan gave up to get him. Um, I probably, if I was if I was uh, Victor, would have asked for a little bit more. Yeah, I think this is the worst trade of the season, and I'm not just hating on Victor. I just think that um, if you look at the first round picks that have been given up this year. And the return that people have got on them. Now, the, the one that uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Joe Harris is a little questionable to me. Uh, I like, you know, the Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, he's going to be a, a top player in the ninth round for, for years to come, uh, enough so that he gave up Anthony Edwards. And in the ninth round, that's really good because he's looking like a top tier player. Uh, you know, when I gave up Trey Young, I got DeJounte Murray and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's one of the top, uh, you know, t 10 to 20 players 
this so far this year statistically. Uh, Dejounte Murray is, is is real good in his own. Um, you're looking at these packages. You're getting players who are super young and uh, are super productive and at a low cost, very low keeper cost. What you got for Joel Embiid, who is like a no doubt keeper in the first round, it's like you know whoever Ethan or Drummond's. You can count them out. Drummond is a free agent next year. Okay, he won't be kept. Uh, you, you know that that's going to happen, that he'll keep Joel Embiid. So uh, I don't know about that anymore. It, why? Because of injuries? No, we'll, yeah. we'll, we can talk about Andrew Drummond here with the next trade. Uh, or Andre okay. Drummond. Okay, so, so Heald is not young. I, I don't know his exact age, but he's not young. He's in the fourth round. This is a player that if I had six better keepers, there's it's a possibility that you could have six better keepers and toss them back. I think that's a, a, a legitimate statement. Boucher is good, but Boucher uh, is somebody that can honestly disappear on a nightly basis. Here was a three-game game stretch. Uh, at the end of January, early February, he went four three, nine four seven five on points rebounds. I mean, that's his strength. Uh, in for a five game stretch, nine ten four nine seven. Yeah, he stepped it up the next three games, and yes, he can explode. But it seems like he is a six man, and it's not like somebody like Lamelo Ball who could be a six man for just his rookie year or something like that. This is a legitimate six man. Um, and, and you're, he's part of a deal that you're giving up for one of the better first round keepers. So, uh, to me, I think that we're going to look at this in two or three years and say, you gave up Joel Embiid for what you gave up Joel Embiid for that. Uh, and you're not even keeping him Cause I think in a, you know, a year or two, one of these guys, he's going to throw back in or, or look to trade or, or something. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't like this trade. I think he eats and fleece them. And, um, yeah, Max, what do you think? So whenever the trade first went down, um, I was shocked like anybody else. You know, I, I assumed we were going to see Embiid for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, at, at the very least. If not, Embiid for Shea Gilgis-Alexander and uh, what's his name? Anthony, Cole Anthony from Orlando. Right. And whenever I actually saw the trade, I was like, oh, this is terrible. But digging a little bit deeper. Okay. I'm going to come to Victor's defense tonight. And I think part of it is I'm facing Victor. I'm, I'm looking at Boucher. Of course, you know, in 24 minutes tonight, he puts up 17 points and 16 rebounds. It's against the Wizards. So we can slap an asterisk on that. But since trading for him, Boucher. In sixth man minutes, no, 33 at the most, and that's the only time he eclipsed 30 minutes, 17 and 9, 21 and 10, 12 and 10, 17 and 16. And the guy who he's taking minutes away from is Aaron Baines, who is not at all special. Um, I actually think that this time next season, Chris Boucher, now however they want to line him up, uh, Chris Boucher and Pascal Siakam are the starting bigs for the Raptors next year. Both he and Aaron Baines have non-guaranteed contracts for next season, and he's just out playing the shit out of them. I you get know? it, but but when Aaron Baines has been out, because he has been out this year, 
they've played somebody else at center. They they, they don't start Boucher. Boucher yeah, gets a lot of minutes, but they're not starting him. And so, like, you see, like, for instance, in Charlotte, when uh, Rogier goes out, LaMelo Ball starts. It's like they want Boucher to be with that second team, and that's where he, he shines. So, to me, it just seems like that's where he's going to be. In but, the closing minutes, it looks like they go primarily with Boucher, Siakam, Van Fleet, Powell, and Lowry on the field. Um, that's that's usually it. It's it's the two bigs and then three guards. And I don't think I hate it as much as you, Huck, because you you had you were at least in the text, and now like you're big time negative on the buddy yield, which I get. I having kind of getting a second you know, a better secondary guy definitely would have made it a lot better, but Boucher is still in the 11th round, which is insane it, it was to, so, find, to have that guy that late. So, okay. Boucher is one thing. Let's talk about Buddy Heald for a second really quick. Huck says he's not young. He's 28, whatever. Um, Buddy Heald is, is just two seasons removed from playing all 82 games, scoring 20 points a game. And in our format, in our nine category format, there's a stat that Buddy Heald is the fourth best player in the league in. Um, Buddy drains four threes a game. On okay. average. All on right. average, he drains four threes a game. He's averaging 16 points per game, a decent amount of rebounds, decent amount of assists, uh, about a steal per game, things like that. But, like, th- I'm not saying he's an elite fourth-round keeper, but I am saying that's probably where he should go. He's probably just an average fourth round guy. And when you're planning for your team, I'm just, I'm saying healed is not a nothing guy, or at least he's not as much of a nothing guy as it might've seemed, especially, I don't know what his contract situation is. I'm not going to look it up right now, but God, if he's on any other team than the Kings where he's not focused on it's it's him and De'Aaron Fox are the primary uh, scoring options where he can maybe get spaced out a little bit. Uh, maybe his usage rate goes down, but his efficiency goes up. I, I think he could actually be a decent fantasy player. So, uh, and rumor I, the Mavs are going to try to go get him. I'd be a rumor. big fan of that. Rumor Mavs. I would, if I would the Mavs like that. might go all in to go get Buddy. And I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. I don't like Buddy Healed as a as a top trade piece. I'm not hating on him as a whole. Uh, I've you know added him in DFS lineups a couple times. I think he is productive on most nights and I agree. He does. He is pretty wicked from threes, but you know, let me ask you this question. So apologies earlier for talking about Drummond and, uh, Embiid because it is Anthony Davis and Embiid. Uh, I just am so used to Ethan having Drummond. Uh, but if Embiid was thrown back into the draft next year, is he, Number one overall, probably, probably over Dame. Yep. More, more, I would think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just just given the uh, given the position he plays and the stats he fills and how difficult they are to come by. So you're getting Boucher, yep. you're getting an average fourth, and you're you're downgrading your your first round pick. Maybe which, which either is probably that. Your, probably your. But you're upgrading your by getting Boucher in the eleventh. You, I don't mo- for most teams, almost every team. Yeah, you're upgrading your sure. keepers an insane amount. You're upgrading your eleventh round pick. 
I get not it. to mention well, it's not just uh, the eleventh round pick. It's you're getting a guy in the eleventh that would probably go in the the third or fourth. So yes, it's upgrading his eleventh pick, but you're getting a guy super late that should go early. And there's no guarantee that Victor's not going to have the number one overall pick next year. I I know that that's a that's a bad way of thinking about it. And if anybody was tanking on purpose, I think Ethan would take some steps to address that. Um, but as but we just said he wouldn't get somebody 11. better. You just said he wouldn't get somebody better than Embiid. No, it, so, I'm, so I'm saying he could just like if there's a chance Victor ends up with Embiid again and Boucher uh, and healed. No, you know what I mean. Embiid, but what I'm saying, I mean, okay, you could get Anthony Davis. Do you think Anthony Davis would be? Uh, yes, I would pick him over over Embiid. Same. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know, but. Uh, you can't just, you have to kind of look at it from like even if he doesn't get Embiid back in the first round. He has his first round pick. Is his team better with let's say he keeps Buddy Yield. I don't know who his was going to be fifth round keeper compared to Boucher, but Boucher, but is it better, you know, him getting potentially like a Dame Lillard, Buddy Yield and Boucher better than Embiid and who knows. That's what you have to look at it. And I would say it probably is. If he ends like just Dame is just an example. It doesn't have to be Dame. It could be Kawhi. It could be LeBron, depending on who Max puts back. It doesn't necessarily have to be those guys. But him being in the eleventh round, I feel like you're not paying enough attention to. No, I I just saying, you know, Boucher. I know you say he's eleventh round pick, you know, and you say he should be in third or fourth. I would not be happy with Boucher in the third or fourth. I think that he's not a third or fourth. He may be a fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that. Um, but but yeah. So I I said he could disappear. He went four three one night in a full uh you know slew of minutes. So uh, I mean we'll have to see. But uh, but I can almost guarantee this is going to be something we look at in the next year or two, and and uh, it's it's going to be favorable on Ethan's end. It will. It's going to be interesting to see. It, like because you know well let's. Let's keep in mind some of the guys taking the third and fourth this year, like Hassan Whiteside, third round pick, Nurkic, sorry, Andrew, third round pick, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, third round pick. You know what I mean? Steven Adams, fourth round pick. Oh, Aldridge like, was a two. Aldridge was a two. Like, that's a, that's the thing. Like, it's, you know. But this, the way the year is the kind of gone and based off of people like, hey, I need this in trade, I need this in trade, and I need this in trade. I think the guys that have potentially high rebound upside are going to go just as early this coming next draft as it did this draft. Yeah. If not earlier, you know, yeah. like it's, so I, I, I don't think Victor did as poorly as I initially thought. I still think he definitely could have gotten more for Embiid, but I gotta say, man, his keepers are, are weird and I don't hate them. You know, Sexton late, uh, John Collins in the second Boucher really late. Uh, Rashawn Holmes maybe late, healed in the fourth. Um, he has Ubre somewhere. Probably wouldn't keep him. Chris Paul maybe in the third. Eric Bledsoe in the fifth. You know he's got some, he's got some weird options. I would, I, I think he's. <laughs> That's uh, a good way to put it. He's got some weird options. He's got some weird options. But I like it's a it. Decent team with probably two picks in the top five rounds. So I, I think, I think this is a the kind of move if he doesn't think that he can compete with Embiid and the current keeper he has keepers he has to to shake things up and maybe compete next season. So I don't I don't hate the move. That being said, it was a great trade on Ethan's move or on Ethan's part. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. We got a long way to go. Ethan trades uh, Drummond 
and D'Angelo Russell. He's one and three. Two, Matt Stafford for Ant Davis and Norman Powell. Max, tell me what you think of this one real quick. I think Ethan ripped his dick off. Um, I, I don't, that's it. That's, that's how I feel about it. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's a bad player. Um, but it's, it's Drummond for Anthony Davis. That, that to me, that's it. That Ethan sacrificed D'Angelo Russell, who is a good, not great guard. Um, and was never going to be on Ethan's list of keepers in the third round uh, with the way he's performed this year. And he gets a top tier, like in redraft, Anthony Davis is what a top three, four overall pick. He, he got a top five overall player for Drummond who, if I'm not mistaken, Matt drafted first in our first draft and drafted Anthony Davis. That And that makes sense. You know, like if we redrafted now, it would probably be somebody like Doncic. Um, but like, I'm sorry, Anthony Davis is such an outrageous upgrade over Drummond. I know we talk about Drummond's insane rebounding stats, and I know that comes with turnovers and all that. Anthony Davis is just better. Guy's a freak of nature. He, this is the kind of player, in my opinion, that should not be traded in the league. You know, like I, Embiid, I get it from Victor's standpoint i just i don't think anthony davis or Doncic or like that that upper tier that uh, those guys that you know if you have them you have a shot at the playoffs no matter what i don't think you move those guys not unless you're getting a huge return and andre drummond which is a big first round downgrade and d'angelo russell who should be able to be redrafted in the third um is not a good it's not good enough so I I think this is another one where I would have reached out to Paul. I would have reached out to uh, I would have kept texting Hurwitz until he finally responded. I would have reached out to somebody and got something better. I think Ethan dominated Stafford on this one. Yeah, you know I don't mind D'Angelo Russell. It just seems like we can't get D'Angelo Russell on the court uh, all that often. I think he's often hurt. Um, and I drafted D'Angelo Russell last year and, uh, you know, threw him to Ethan and I, Ethan's thrown him, you know, to Stafford. So it seems like, uh, he's getting thrown around the league a little bit here at three kind of tells me that, uh, you know, people don't really like him at that three spot. He may be a good player or a player that's serviceable, just not at three. Uh, I like Norman Powell. Uh, you know, I think Norman Powell is, is a, decent player for where he got him at where did Ethan get him at here it didn't matter he's been dropped by two-thirds of this oh podcast, okay so i i okay. hate norman powell <laughs> well so he's not a keeper all right no, so he sucks well then that kind of sucks but norman powell i you, you say he sucks he he can put up points uh when he gets the when he gets the minutes and he has gotten the minutes in the past uh due to some injuries and and covid with the toronto this season he's really shined um, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, Drummond or Trey Young in the first? Uh, give me Trey. I'll say Trey, but I would like to say that also depends on if Drummond gets traded or not. So we can kind of agree that Drummond probably will be in the draft next year. Yes. No matter what. I mean, he's been well, thrown around the league. Well, no. No, because now Matt Stafford has him, and I, I'll be honest, Matt Stafford's the most unpredictable person in the league at this point. Okay, well, so uh, I, I, 
for this season, I think that uh, that Matt Stafford did better. I think that if as long as D'Angelo Russell plays, you're getting a one and a three for a one and a free agent. Anytime that happens, no matter who the people are, as long as they're serviceable, uh, then you win the trade. So this year, Ethan got much better with the Victor trade and got a little worse uh, with this trade. Now, going forward, again, if you're saying that Trey Young is not is going to be kept over Drummond, then it's like, uh, okay, so you're, you're trading for a guy you're not going to keep. And D'Angelo Russell's now your third. Um, that's confirmed because he had Hassan Whiteside in the third round. Um, then it's like, okay, I, I mean, I guess you're, you're slightly setting yourself up for next year, but then you're also saying, uh, that next year, your first three picks is going to be, uh, Trey Young, Mitchell, and D'Angelo Russell, very guard heavy and not the sexiest of top three picks. So, um, no, it's not good. Whoever, whoever is managing this team next season, uh, not, not a good starting off. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not that great, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, uh, if he wants to compete this year, if he wants to try to make the playoffs, uh, right now, I don't think he's really in the position to try and make the playoffs. I mean, he's just a couple games ahead of me, embarrassingly. Um, then, then yeah, I, I think it was he, kind of a waste he did of beat Ethan last week though. He did, he did. Um, I'm wondering if that's why Ethan's not on the show this week. He's like, oh yeah, no, I need a need a sub. Don't want to talk. Maybe about it, it. I think maybe it wasn't last week. Maybe it was a couple weeks ago. I could. I yeah, it was week seven. Weeks yeah, last week. There we go. Yeah, last week he won seven to six to five. I guess yes. Ethan. Yikes. Well, I mean, you know, anybody can win any given week. Uh, Andrew. Have you talked about this trade? I have not uh, in depth. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think overall, um, Ethan won the trade. He got by far the, the best player, one of the a top five player in basketball, fantasy basketball. Um, however, it, it wasn't as bad as when I first saw it come across, like the notification on my on my phone. Um, I'll say again, if, if he could flip either Trey Young or Drummond, it's it's hard to grade it. It's hard for me to kind of defend it when you're having to say, "Hey, it could work out." Pending another move, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell averages about twenty points a game. When when uh, what's his who did what's the center who did he trade for again? Drummond. No, not Drummond. Uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis yeah. is is averaging about twenty two. So. If Matt was competing this year, I would say he he did pretty good. Two guys that average about twenty points a game, and then obviously Drummond, who can, you know, almost single handedly win you rebounds in a given week. Um, but it, it's kind of it's almost like Matt is operating from a, or seems like he's operating, even though he isn't making the moves that he's in a win now type situation. When he's not, he should be. He kind of like Max said, Anthony Davis, if he was going to be traded for SGA seems like, and potentially something, it would have been a much bigger haul. But then again, for all I know, you know, that wouldn't have been accepted. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with Ethan probably winning this. Now I'm, I'm very interested to see what Ethan does with his first round keeper next year to see what he goes. Cause I think tough decision, whoever, whoever he puts back into the draft will probably be the first overall pick for sure. 
which could be you. Hopefully it is me. Well, I mean, you know, I have first, sec- first, second, third, and fourth round picks next year. So I'm going to be getting busy, as Max likes to say. Okay. All right. Last trade. Uh, big one. Dylan Splash. Brooks for Cameron Johnson. Splash. Uh, cares. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you think. What I mean, think? it's... It's not not much. I mean, Max has been super trade happy, and I think a lot of Max's trades have worked out for him this year. So I think he knows what he's doing. But compared to the other trades and the biggest flashes, I didn't, to be honest, didn't really pay attention to this one as much. I saw the names and I was like, cares. Uh, no Dylan, Brooks, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> better player this season. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, as long as the Suns stay healthy, Cameron Johnson is an afterthought on this team. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, he does get some backup minutes every once in a while. Suns aren't blowing people out, um, getting him that minute. So, uh, Max, tell us what, what, what sparked this? Well, well, let me tell you, I needed someone that was power forward eligible. Um, that's it. Like that's, that's really it. it. I like, I have a bunch of SGSFs, you know, uh, and all of those slots, like, Dylan Brooks was the guy that wouldn't have played for me today. And I told Trevor, I was like, well, if, if I don't make this trade, I probably drop a player tomorrow for Jeff green. I probably drop uh, Dylan Brooks for Jeff green. So I can get some minutes. I ended up dropping uh, none for Jeff green, which none will get picked up off waivers, but I'm just, yeah. it's, you have to keep that rotating spot on your roster. And I was able to fill mine with a decent player who will probably give me some stats I wouldn't have otherwise gotten without using a move. That was the whole whole thought process behind it. I don't think either one of them would have stayed on my roster longer than a week or two. Well, that's good. Yeah, if you need rotating spots, you can just look to my team. I have five. Um, okay, so now that we're done with trades, uh, we need to move into the matchups this week. Um, we've got some good ones, starting with uh, Thunder from Down Under. 50, 26, and 1 versus Hong Kong Heroes, who is 50, ooh, 50, 27, and 0. Uh, this is matchup 1 and 2, is it not? Yeah, it's a matchup of. Yeah, this, uh, is, yeah. this is one the matchup. Two. This is the matchup. This is this the is, matchup. This is, uh, you know, I, it, I will say that, uh, you know, I hung with Thunder from Down Under last week. Uh, lost 6 5 in the end, but. Uh, but yeah, so tell me, Andrew, what you think of this matchup? So this matchup, obviously being first and second, it's the the cream of the crop in our league. Um, I, I think Paul's roster has, you know, obviously me giving him Damian Lillard makes his roster, in my opinion, the the top in the league, especially with you know Luca my balls not necessarily setting his lineup, um, and. With, with Brennan's Hong Kong heroes, he has some major, major, major injury problems. Um, nice to have Kyrie back, but I, I think in the end with the, the trades that Paul has made, and, and I think he'll end up keeping, I know we've talked about SGA a lot in, in trade talks, I think he'll end up keeping him with with the amount of, of production he gets from the guard position and, and D Rose's first game in New York seemed to be work well for him. I think he Paul will, will win this one and looks like so far it's not even close nine to two. Um, but I think Paul's team will win this one. Okay, Max. 
Yeah, I think uh, Andrew hit the nail on the head when he's talking about Brennan's injuries. Uh, it's just it's shitty timing for Drogic, Smart, Love, and Nance all to be out, uh, especially with two of those being Cleveland big men. I know Love and Nance have been out for a while, um, but it would be nice to be able to pick up those token big man stats against Paul's team. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's it Paul seems really, really good, like really damn good. Um, the things that he is losing right now. So one of them is rebounds. Uh, he's winning blocks, but he's losing rebounds by 29 so far. Um, but he's just, he's dominating and everything else. You know, he's the uh, Lillard really put his team over the top. SGA is putting up a good week. Derek Rose being on the Knicks, I think is much better for his production. And then just the fact that he's got both Curry's go bear, Lillard, SGA, Middleton, which Middleton's just been absurd this year. Um, yeah, I think, granted, it's easy, a lot easier to call on Wednesday, um, but I think Paul takes this one pretty handily. It should be closer than 9-2, to two, but I still think he takes it. Uh, the one thing that's jumping out at me is Jonas Valanciunas the last two games, 27-20 and 20 and 12-15 and 15 tonight. Um, rebound a machine. He has... Uh, 35 rebounds in two games this week. So that's helping uh, Brennan carry at least one category, but he's going to need some help to take some other points from Paul. Yeah. Jonas is usually a double, double, but that, that, that last night, uh, you know, 2020 was just amazing. Um, I'm going to disagree with you guys and, and, you don't see SGA tonight. So, you know, it sucks when you miss out on a game from one of your, your bigger names. Um, last week, you know, I mentioned that I kept up with Thunder from Down Under. Uh, uh, part of it was because both these Currys were on the bench uh, for a game, especially a big game that Curry had against the Spurs. Um, so, you know, there was a little caveat to me keeping it close. Um I think that if there if it slips his mind once, it could slip his mind again. Uh, Hong Kong Heroes really uh, is got his lineup together. He's got a good team. Can't count Jokic out um, to carry those those big men. I know you talked about Love and Nance being out. Um, I disagree with y'all. I think Hong Kong Heroes is going to come back and take this. I think he can take assists, steals, blocks, uh, and even turnovers for that matter. And if he does, that makes it a six to five, seven to five matchup. Um, I think that you know we're talking about this on a Wednesday. Uh, by the weekend, we could see this turn, uh, you know, a one eighty, and Hong Kong Heroes would be on top. So that's that's just what I'm gonna what I think. Um, maybe it's just because I got crushed by Hong Kong Heroes and I kept up with Thunder from Down Under. Just my point of view. Uh, but that's that's what I got for that matchup. All right. just Alexander is a big name. It's huge, huge name. He is. It's it's very long. It's really long. Yeah. So many letters. Chase's neat team, 49, 27, and 1. Wait a second. Yeah. You're, you're getting that name wrong. Chase's neat team, FC. There it is. He can read. 49, 27, and 1 versus Kevin Ware's knee, 29, 46, and 2. Before we start on this one, you guys did see that Malik Beasley, who's on Chase's team, uh, is going to jail after the season, right? Yeah. Bad man. 
Good bad man. man. Imagine twenty days. It's. Uh, I feel like there should be some kind of like doc or something. I just want to see something about, uh, you know, playing the NBA basketball and making millions, knowing you're going to jail. It's like something out of uh, the longest yard. He makes that last dunk and they take him away after the game. Uh, but anyway, uh, predictions on this matchup, Max. Man, so I, I think Chase is going to win. He checks his team and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the analysis you know he checks his team jace has a really good team it's it's an upper tier team and yeah i and he checks it i think kevin Ware's knee did he beat somebody embarrassing beat ethan last week or, or somebody something embarrassing happened to somebody last week i gotta go look kevin Ware's knee no it was kevin Ware's knee that beat ethan last week yep that's yes. why he's not showing up this week yep. he's hiding pure shame it ethan's like yeah i made two great trades but i lost to kevin where's knee so that he had to do something after that defeat he had to Absolutely. shake the locker room up um yeah i think chase wins by a landslide i appreciate chase adding the fc uh some color to the end of it and especially changing his team photo um extra effort there showing an old gridiron draft photo on there um this malik beasley storyline is so bizarre like, I just, I like to picture the idea of, like, you know, if Minnesota has a chance of being that eight seed in the West, I don't know where they are in the standings, but Malik Beasley's like, guys. Last place. We got to get to the playoffs. Oh, they're in last place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not happening. So there's no storyline of, like, guys, guys, you don't know what this means to me. We got to win this game. Win it for Malik. Yeah. Take us to the bubble. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, all, and then it's an escape from the bubble from there. You know, yeah. he's, he's on yeah. the run. Yeah, interesting storyline. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Chase's neat team, FC, uh, just because, like you said, he checks his lineup. A lot. When you're getting 34 points out of uh, Rogier like he did tonight and 27 points out of uh, Lou Williams, and those aren't even your guys. I mean, <laughs> those aren't even your big names. You know, it's just it's gonna be trouble. So, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Chase to win this one by a landslide. What do you think here, Andrew? Yeah, I'm uh going same same with you guys. Chase's team, and it probably won't be close. Um, even even if Matt, you know, used his five moves and and kind of messed with his roster a little bit. So far this week, you know, Chase's team is is shooting like fifty one percent from the floor and and forty one or forty two percent from three, which you know, with a roster like that, it's already it's already tough enough to beat, let alone when they're shooting at that high percentage. Um, with with Porzingis, I think Porzingis has already scored forty two points this week, um, and kind of like you said, those he's getting tons of production from from not even his big guys, and you know, KD isn't playing. I think he's out till at least Friday. But he hasn't played at all this week and already has a, a huge lead in points, which will obviously come from the, the games played and using the moves as well. I don't, I don't see Chase's neat team FC um, having to worry at all this week. All right. So next so matchup. I, I just want to know is, you know, I, I know Matt Stafford doesn't listen to the podcast um, because he doesn't make moves. He's not going to listen to the podcast. Uh, I, I just, at some point, is he going to, you know, have a long road trip or something and listen to like four straight episodes and just feel shame? Cause we don't hide our disapproval on here. 
you know and I, I gotta imagine anybody listening to this like they are they they want this validation like they seek the validation from you know our podcast hosts none of whom are in the top four teams uh i i is I, I don't know. There are a couple teams in the league that that were kind of doing this too now, where it's like, oh yeah, well they don't check their teams, so fuck it, they're gonna lose. Um, yeah. Is this unfortunately? Like, but is this something like? Is this like a hey, we need to all shame them as a league, or like long term? What do we actually think about this? Because right now it's it's the, I know Ethan called it the taco. If you're if you're talking relating it to that TV show, the league. Um, but nobody likes free wins in the league. Like it's but, it's not good. So you you gotta understand that every league that I've ever been in, fantasy wise, uh, this is what our third year of the league. Every league that I've ever been in uh, for the first two or three years, you have these kind of people. You weed them out, and you get the right fourteen people that you need to make it league competitive uh, where you want to beat these people. You want to win. You're, they're all passionate about it. It makes the league harder. It makes the league more competitive. Um, and it's still a young league. It's not like we've been doing this for 10 years and we've been complaining about Kevin Ware's knee for 10 years. It's not like we've been, you know, doing whatever. Uh, if they don't want to play, they, they're not going to play. It's, it's, it's not a thing where it's like, dang it, we have to get these guys to to want to play. There's plenty of people that we can find to play fantasy basketball. Uh, that's that's not an issue. The, it sucks that, yes, you get free wins this year, uh, but going forward, we can find people that want to play, that want to do whatever, whether it be y'all or me or whoever. You, There's millions of people out there that want to play fantasy basketball so um you know we it's not like we don't like these people <laughs> they're they're i haven't met a few of them they're they're probably good people uh they have very busy lives and and maybe they just don't take this as serious as other people i mean we take it serious enough to set our lineups every day and do a goddamn two-hour podcast uh you know talking about it every week so uh and they can't even uh you know set their lineup while they're taking a shit in the morning so, you know, it's just something that we'll we'll deal with when the time comes. And they're great guys. They were both yeah. at the inaugural. They were they were in person at Ethan's house at the inaugural draft. You know, I'm you, nothing against them personally. It's just you know we're we're taking this seriously enough that we do a podcast about it. It's uh, we're it's natural to take something like this a little personal. I will say it, you know, from obviously I know you guys from from the baseball league that we have and some of the other guys playing this league, it, it can be an adjustment at first because I would say I'm like this and I think it was easier for me to transition. But I think this group of people, especially from the baseball league, you know, take fantasy, you know, sports very seriously. You know, I know me, this is like the first thing I check when I wake up in the morning is just make my move, set my lineup and things like that. And it can be an adjustment. Um but obviously at this point, you know, you, you get into a situation where is, you know, I, I know I've lived with Matt. He's an awesome guy. Um, I definitely, me personally, you know, inviting him to the league, hoped that obviously knew there were going to be some growing pains um, and a little bit of time to catch on like, okay, like, damn, you know, they take this very seriously. It doesn't hoping, you know, that, that maybe as it went on or more vested we got, it, it would become more of a check it daily um, thing. It doesn't look like it has been. 
Um, but kind of like Huck said, I think you run into that situation in, in every league. Luckily, I'm not the commissioner. Don't have to worry about it. Um, but I think it's something that it, it's kind of just growing pains and it'll, it'll, for lack of a term, kind of fix itself eventually. Yep. All right, let's move into this next matchup here. It's been waiting. Godzilla got busy. Mm. 41-35-1 versus Super Gallinario Brothers. 30-46-1. All right, Andrew, what do you think? Well, I, you know, Max's team, especially now that Victor has has traded Embiid, um, again, Max's team is on a hot streak. I don't see that ending here. You know, he has LeBron, he has Kawhi, John Wall, you know, Zach Levine, Bam, Jimmy Butler, Penis Cantor. Like it's his his team is is stacked part, you know, mostly because of the the trading and research and you know, just constantly looking to improve his roster. So I don't I don't see Ted, you know, this week being much of a of a problem. It looks like Kawhi had a humongous night. Um 36 points I think or that might be for the week but 36 points tonight um it's insane so I don't I don't see I didn't think Victor's team had much of a chance even with Embiid but now that he got rid of like we said potentially the the best player in in fantasy um he I I give him a lower than a one percent shot at it yeah on in this matchup uh I have to say I still think that my team is the worst team in the league I think I have the least amount of talent this season. I think I've pretty much mortgaged my team for the next year. Um, so I do think, you know, Collins and he got uh, Young. I love Thad Young uh, as a pickup. Sexton and Paul and, and Boucher and, you know, even Buddy Heald and, and Oubre. He's got some different people that can put up different statistics. But I do think he's going to get passed over all season long as we go on and he's going to uh, lose a lot of games and, and, you know, I might be able to pass them. We'll have to see, but, uh, but you I think, think your team's the worst in the league for real. Yeah. I, I, as, as far as talent, I, I really do. I think that my team uh, right now I've traded my first three picks, my, or I'm sorry, my first three draft picks. Uh, Jaron Jackson hasn't played all year. Now Christian Wood has rolled his ankle. He's out a few weeks. Um, and so I am literally just trying to hang on by a string. Like I said earlier, I have five open spots that I rotate. I'm not going to talk about my team yet. I'm talking about Victor here. <laughs> Victor's team uh, is is just somebody that, like you said, he's playing for next year. He's playing for the future. So um, I got Max in this one. Max, what do you think? Well, Godzilla's been getting busy. Um. Worth noting, coming into the games tonight, Victor was leading. Uh, Boucher, I know we talked about him earlier. He had a big night against the Wizards. Victor's got some guys. You know, I Victor's coming off a win. His team is not bad. They're ninth in the rotisserie ratings, and it's close enough to where at any given point he can take one of those top eight spots. You know, it, he traded away Embiid. By no means, in my opinion, does that take him out of the playoff contention. Um, especially with the way his team has performed over the last couple of weeks. There's a lot of season left. He's in 11th. Uh, you know, he's one point or one game, however you want to rate it, out of 10th. And then, yeah, there's a steep drop-off to Grunfeld's Revenge and Luke of My Balls. But any matchup, any matchup that tilts 9-2 to two can flip the league upside down. Um, that being said, yeah, no, I'm, my team's on a crazy hot streak. I think... 
I think I'm going to take it this week. I think it's going to be really hard to beat me. Kawhi did go off five of six from three tonight, 36 points, eight rebounds, five assists. And Zach Levine, man, they're still in the third quarter uh, in um, Chicago right now. He's got 35 points and eight three-pointers. I really don't want him to be traded. He just fills up the stat sheet. He is their offense on the Bulls. So for me, that's that's just uh, fantasy goodness. Uh, but yeah, yep. Godzilla's going to keep getting busy. It's just the way okay. it's going to be. All right. How about Rumham Slam? 44-32-1 versus White Men Can't Jump, 39-37-1. Andrew, what do you think about this? So this one is a little closer in my opinion. So far, most of the decisions on who I think is going to win have, have been pretty easy. Um, Trevor, in my opinion, is one of those teams that all the teams around him are are kind of making trades, and he's kind of the one at the top that hasn't full-on you know, kind of committed to the, all right, I'm going to trade for somebody now, or maybe, you know, he just hasn't liked the packages. I think in this one though, I'll, I'll probably go with Trevor, um, you know, with, with the roster he has uh, Fox who, who's been awesome so far, you know, big Kings basketball guy. Now that I have Halliburton, um, Darren Fox is awesome. He's all over the place, averaging, you know, 20, 24 points, seven assists a game. He finally gets uh call Anthony towns back which, you know, is big for the locker room. So I think uh, Trevor will, will kind of squeak this one out. Okay. Max? Oh, Neil can't catch a freaking break, man. No, like, I mean, I know I talked about Harden last week. He's not going to be the number one overall fantasy player. Tonight, 19 points, 11 assists, or 19 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. A fine game. Not a Harden line that we would have seen uh, last year. You know, he's really more uh, – he's not putting up crazy 30-point games anymore. He's still getting his free throws, you know, playing the, his traditional hardened game. But there's too many mats to feed there for him to put up the same numbers he did in Houston. On top of that, Cat's back. You know, the, the window to, to dominate Trevor and big man stats, that's gone. You know, like I, I think the Dylan Brooks trade helped Trevor a lot because it, uh, it gave him some – some empty points, gave him some three-pointers, some things that he looks for. But Carl Anthony Towns is back. His first night back, 18 points, 10 rebounds. He's only going to get better. Pair that with Lucevic, who is a bona fide scorer this season. Um, as in, like, if Trevor threw him back in the draft, he would be an early first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Darren Fox has been fantastic. Oladipo is looking good and is improving over time in the Houston offense. I, I don't think uh, – Neil's got a shot this week. I think Trevor's got an upper echelon team and we've, I mean, like it, it doesn't look as good in Roto, but keep in mind that he had one of the best players in basketball that affects several stats that come at a premium in our league. And he's in fourth. So everybody's got to look out. Cat's back and still has Vucevic. So also got that. 10 assists from Rubio tonight, which was, I believe, a waiver wire pickup, which is huge. Yeah. From someone you get off the wire. Yeah. No, no kidding. Rubio is one of those guys I feel like every one of us has looked at and been like, oh, maybe I should pick up Rubio. But yeah, yeah I kept him. Next. Yeah. I kept oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Another good move. Another good move. But yeah, I think Trevor takes it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I, I think what Trevor's done this season is amazing. Um, doing what he's done and where he's at, fourth place, 44 and 32, uh, without pretty much Towns for the most part, uh, 
because uh you know for covid and different other reasons that him being hurt and whatnot uh is great i think that uh you know he's his draft and what he's put together is is actually really good um and you know i give him props for for doing that and i think he he does win this week i'm not saying neil's team is terrible terrible i know brogdon had a really down night tonight um but but yeah i think like i say most weeks neil knows his team uh can, can be better uh and maybe better in the future and he'll make changes uh neil might might be somebody that you look at to trade with uh he might want to mix it up a little bit i know he's in seventh and he probably does have a, uh, the talent of a playoff team um but maybe he wants to move somebody maybe he wants to make some changes and you do say that there's a lot of mouths to feed uh in over there in brooklyn but harden or not Harden, uh kevin durant hasn't played uh for a week so we're looking at a kyrie irving harden team this is not much that much different than what you would see on the old rockets team so he shot 308 tonight uh you know one for nine from the or one for eight from three-pointer uh this is a harden a bad harden night not a hard night because there was a lot of mouse feed. Just a bad, hardened night. So, uh, so yeah, Neil's probably not gonna take this one. But uh, let's get into one of these next matchups: Uniballers, thirty, forty-four, and three versus I Love Dirk, twenty-six, fifty, and one. Max, what do you think of this matchup? Andrew loves Dirk. Um, Dirk. You know, it's uh, like I. I'm not going to call the Uniballers a bottom feeder. I will call Andrew a bottom feeder, shamelessly. Um, surprisingly, they're only five games apart. Uh, right now, Luke has a pretty commanding lead. That being said, uh, pretty close in some categories. Like, uh, you know, 36 points. Uh, whenever you consider how many games each team has had play, um, not a huge lead. So... That being said, I, I do think Luke takes this, but I think this is going to continue. I, I bet you it ends a 6-5 matchup one way or the other. Um, Luke has a much better team than his record. I'll give him that. Um, he's got similar problems to Paul in that, you know, aside from Jarrett Allen, who he's – really banking on like the fact that other bigs from Cleveland are hurt, take that away. And the guy doesn't have a whole lot of big man stats. He's got great guard play and he just added Devin Booker. So, um, and then uh, we all know Andrew's team. It's, uh, it's troubled. I'd say right now, I to say the least, to man, say the I, least. I gotta say like Nurkic later in the season can make a, a, some huge noise it might be a little too late for you at that point, but if he comes back healthy, he could come and just leech all of Enos's stats. Wiseman, I hope to see just for, for basketball's sake, I want to see him come and, and turn into something uh, for Golden State and maybe just make the league a little bit more interesting. Bertans has got to earn his money at some point, right? Aside from, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking yeah, for man, stuff on your struggling. team. He's 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 had I think one okay shooting tonight. Other than that, it's been pretty poor, especially how much time he missed. But yeah, sorry, I, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Luke this week, but I think it's close. Yeah, uh, you know what? I I might have to agree with you here. Um, the Luke's team is is it's just better now. When I've talked 
about the worst town in the league. I think that if I did have Jaron Jackson and I did have Christian Wood, uh, either you or Victor might be the one with the least amount of talent. Um, yours is pretty close now, even with that. Uh, you just don't have that much. Uh, I think on a, I know you got 18 out of Bane tonight somehow, um, but on a normal night, uh, your team just doesn't match up with pretty much anybody. Um, you have his first three picks, you know, like I, I'm the same way. You know, I, I understand you're, you're preaching the choir. Um, on the other end, uh, Luke's team is, is decent. I mean, I know we've talked about, um, you know, he's, he's sacrificed something with that book of trade with losing Kawhi. Um, but as long as he keeps up there, as long as he can, uh, you know, fill his lineup, he can definitely win this one. And I think he's got a good start. I think that, uh, he's, he's got a head start and, uh, if he keeps up with it, he's going to take it and it won't be particularly close. What do you think, Andrew? Well, I think, uh, I agree with both of you. I think Luke will, will win this one. Um, my team, part, my fault, you know, I guess, you know, my decision to, you know, when you trade away Devin Booker and, and Damian Lillard and DeMar DeRozan and you're, uh, you know, drafting Nurkic, who's missed a, a lot of time this year and really was disappointing to start the year. You know, my I, my team is has been decimated by, by myself. Um you know, hopefully, I, I was hoping that that Wiseman would be back this week, um, but it doesn't. You know, into this week, it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, looking at it now, I you know, Kobe White has 27 points tonight. I wish I could get that consistently. He is a very frustrating player to own. He'll score 20 30. points one night. Oh, he has 30 now. Okay, 30. Okay, well, it hasn't updated on my end yet, but they're, they're he's crushing. a guy that can score can score 30 points on a, on a random night and then score four. On, on another night and, and just be like oh of seven from three point kind of like max said uh bertans has has been disappointing um one of my best players has been off the waiver wire batum um who just kind of fills up random you know stats every now and then but you know with with luke's team his his team's pretty solid especially if he gets if porter jr kind of picks it up i know a lot of people in the league like him i'm not as high on him, but if he picks it up, you know, Van Vliet, Ball, Booker, you know, and I always, I think I say this every week I'm on the podcast, but, you know, if Drummond gets traded in real life, Jared Allen's all, Jared Allen already has a lot of value and that value will just skyrocket. I think from his standpoint, for him to have any chance to, to have a chance to make the playoffs, that's for sure needed. Um, unless a trade is made, of course, but I think with just the, the injuries and my team being decimated and, you know, with it's not going to be much of, I don't have much of a chance against most teams unless I'm playing Huck or Victor. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just a reality that we have to live in going forward here. All right. Uh, Shalom y'all 40, 36 and one versus Luca, my balls. Again, we've got a player who is not checking his lineup. So, um, yet, actually, he is. Is he he's checking his line? I think he, eh, maybe not. Uh, Beverly's still, uh, you know, sitting down there. Uh, he's still beating Shalom, y'all. I think Shalom, y'all's going to take it after, after it's all said and done. Um, but it does speak to the uh, strength of Luke and my balls and how good potentially they could be. 
um, if if he if he really put an effort into it, uh, because he is uh, beating Ethan without paying attention on a Wednesday. So we're almost halfway through the week, and he's still competitive. I do think in the end, um, after it's all said and done, uh, Ethan will take this one even without Anthony Davis playing tonight. Um, he's going to pick up the W here. Max, what do you think? You know, it's an interesting situation. Um, Luke, my balls has not made a move since January 16th. Um, it is February 10th. He, Lori Markinen has been in his starting lineup since, I don't know how long. I mean, he's been there a while. And, and Lori Markinen hasn't played it. Like he's been injured since February 5th, which is only five days. He's, he's clearly using the, you know, start active players function in his app, which is good. Yeah. It's the bare minimum you can do. And that's good. The interesting situation here is, is it possible that Ethan is going to lose to an absentee owner two weeks in a row? I mean, that, that would be the ultimate shame, right? Especially he's making these great trades. He's got how many first round picks right now? He's got both. Uh, he's got freaking Embiid and uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, you know, yeah, not to mention Anthony Davis. Paul George, who is injured for this matchup, but still, I mean, Ethan's got a top tier team. He shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be losing. But you know, you look at it. He he had to face a Doncic triple double already. Uh, Sabanis put up a good game. Siakam put up a good game. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be an easy matchup for him because yeah, Matt is at least going to start the guys that have games. But he's uh, Ethan might have to finagle some things. He's on only down by one in blocks, two in steals, like twenty-one in points. I mean, it's uh, by no means a blowout at this point, but it's uh, it's looking pretty close so far. So this is going to be an interesting one to watch. I I'm going to tell you right now, if he loses to Hurwitz this week, I cannot wait for next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. Then we'll let you go. Wait, what about Andrew? Andrew, do you have thoughts? Whoa. Andrew, do you want to talk about I, this? Andrew, do you want to talk have, about this? I have smoking hot thoughts. <laughs> oh, um, all right, all right. Sorry, hot takes, hot takes. I, I don't know about you guys. I know we talked about the whole, you know, what's going on with potentially the teams or, or the teams that aren't paying attention. And, and I'm almost more, get more frustrated with the Luke of my balls team not paying attention just because his team is, is so solid and, just the amount of trades that have been happening this week where, you know, you have guys selling number one picks where his team would get any better. And it's just not even in included because he isn't checking. Um, but just, I guess back to the, the matchup, it, all these categories are, are for, or at least most of them, you know, Ethan's down two in, in steals, uh, like 19 in points, you know, ever, everything's pretty close, you know, down two in field goals made. Um, in my opinion, just from the five moves that, that Ethan will, will probably make, will, will make that up. So I think in the end, Ethan will win, but uh, I love him, but I would, I would love for Luca my balls to actually win just to give Ethan so much shit about it, but I, I don't think it'll happen. So I, I'll, I'm picking Ethan in this one. Okay. All right. So now... Last matchup. Grumfeld's Revenge, 38, 37, and 2 versus Doink. The Clown, 27, 49, and 1. What do you guys think? How about Max first? Well, so we're coming off a week 
where I dominated Grunfeld's Revenge. How does that ask for you? Um, <laughs> that being said, I really, I, I like Kyle's team. I like Kyle's team a lot. They have a lot of wild cards on them. You know, like Gary Trent annoyed the shit out of me last week. I know he's somebody that was added off waivers. I know he's somebody that we all had a chance to add off waivers. I looked at him a couple of times before the postponed games happened. But my God, 15 points and four rebounds, 19 points and six rebounds, 24 points, three rebounds, three assists. He's just one of those guys that it doesn't seem like he's somebody you have to worry about. But all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and there he is. Same thing with Kevin Quetter who shot four like three tonight, 23 points, eight rebounds. Um, obviously, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are going to fill up the stat sheet and play no defense whatsoever. But, uh, you know, he added Aiton, who I like. He added DeRozan, who I like. He's got an all-around pretty well-balanced team. If I mean, I think they're probably on the lower end of, of the contenders, but I expect Kyle's team to make the playoffs, and I could see them getting a a little frisky a lot of wild cards like i said um and i think that's more than enough to beat huck's team uh this week at huck's bank and banking on guys like uh ish smith and nerland's noel and maladon the dinosaur who's injured and uh he's not injured he's just, he is he's now, he's safety is he did he get Nelson, injured while he was in safety protocols i don't know it's well he's listed I as inj it. but he's in health yeah. and safety protocols i you know i i just there's no way around it i think grunfeld's revenge comes back and, and has some revenge this week after a rough week last week and and climbs back up the standings gets himself well over 500 okay andrew yeah, I uh, agree with Max there. One, you know, kind of as we've talked about with your roster, you know, it's it's one of, if not the most, you know, untalented teams in the league. Um, and when you when you put that and and combine it with the uh, the injuries that you have to your guys, um, and I think you know Kyle and Grenfell's revenge will, will win this matchup. Um, with with some of his guys, you know, DeRozan can can score thirty on out any night and have a 30, 30 point twelve rebound game. I love Julius Randle. I, I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough, but he's averaging twenty three points, eleven rebounds, and six assists, which is insane. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Julius Randle. I'm pretty sure he's a late round keeper too. Um, I, I think you know, based off of your injuries and roster compared to Kyle's, I think Kyle wins it pretty easily here. Yeah, uh, people on my team that I could drop tomorrow. The Dinosaur, Mellow, uh, Ish. I'm not getting the production I want out of Ish. One rebound, two assists, not going to cut of Ish. What uh, do you want out of Ish? Like, what are your expectations <laughs> of Ish? Uh, to rub it in the Westbrook owner's face that I had as backup, but, you know, those days are over. Uh, Kynrick Williams, you know, you're cut. Um, Peyton's just about to be cut. I'll keep quickly around for a little bit. Just saying, there's a lot of rotating spots on my team every single week. Uh, I'm definitely going to use all my moves every single week because of that, just because, you know, there's so many people. I drop them. Not a lot of people want to pick them up. Um, so, you know, I get it. I'm going to be behind. I'm not behind a, a ton. I know at the beginning of the day, uh, I was up 
seven to three, and now I'm down eight two. So one day of shit can do a lot for me. Um, obviously, I had nobody really play. Uh, a bunch of people will come back tomorrow. Um, Why is Nerland's Noel on your roster? Blocks. Fair. Currently, just like a, he's like a center who gets doesn't get that many rebounds. Uh, so currently in the league, let me give you a little statistic here. Give um, me a nugget. I drafted Nerland's Noel. Yeah, um, when you're in the bottom of the league, it kind of becomes where it's like if this player can do one thing really well then they deserve to be on your team uh noel is six seventh in blocks um this is ahead of people like anthony davis and uh serge Ibaka and you know andre Drummond and giannis giannis Whew, that was close i almost did it again um but yeah, so I mean, he has forty blocks. He plays like seventeen minutes a night. Um, if something were to happen to Robinson, or you know, God forbid, Randall, then uh, we're talking about a league leader in blocks. And uh, yeah, I mean, he helps me out on that on that instance, and that's the reason I play him. Um, yeah, I traded uh, Horford and Aiton my top rebounder, one of the top rebounders in the league, and Horford, who is a really good surprise out of the free agent market uh, for somebody who's not playing. And I play that team this week. So, uh, if somehow I do beat this team, that's why I'm saying, anybody who, who get, comes close to losing to me, uh, that that's shameful. Um, you know, I am not set up to win this year. I'm set up to be competitive. I'm going to be competitive, uh, but I am not set up to win, so... I am definitely going to lose this week. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say before we go this week, and I'll give you guys a chance to say something. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is on my team. Obviously, nobody's seen him play in like a decade, uh, but he is for sale in the third round. Probably not going to be any takers. He'll probably enter the draft next year, barring some, I don't know, some crazy, uh, you know, ending to the year where he comes back and just absolutely dominates. But uh, if you'd like Jaron Jackson, go ahead and hit me up and, and we can try and make a deal. Do you guys have anything to say before uh, we head off for this week? Is the outro turned into like, you know, verbalizing, you know, who's on the, the trade block for each, for each one of us? Is no, that what I mean, the, just the outro is? you could say whatever you want. Say something about uh, say something that's on your mind that has nothing to do, you know, about the people that aren't playing, uh, aren't checking their teams about pretty much anything. I mean, I, I feel like we discussed that at length. Eventually, I think with that, it'll be pretty easy to see, you know, who actually is cares and who doesn't and the way i know that i and you guys take fantasy seriously it'll be pretty easy to for the decision to be made if if it's very noticeable that you're not you probably won't be in the league going forward yeah but agree. that was already said yeah all right guys uh, I, okay, I, would, ahead, I would like to say um first of all i'm very excited about fantasy baseball season coming up i know we've got a lot of news coming in on that and and on our draft um but there's a reference that i use a lot on this podcast and i want to make sure that it's understood 
So I sent in the group text the reference for How's That Ass Feel? Um, it's at the end of an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's something, for some reason, in the back of my mind, I thought it was a quote from Let's Go to Prison, which is a fantastic movie that I've seen like 10,000 times for some reason. Um, but no, it is a quote from the end of an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. I have posted that clip in the group text, and no one's going to understand why until they listen to this. But um, to me, that's the important takeaway for the week. Make sure you understand that reference, because as Godzilla continues to get busy, I'm going to post triumphant Godzilla gifts in the group text, and I'm going to say, how's that ass feel on the podcast? Because it makes me happy, and uh, that's what you get for losing to me. The Godzilla content and gifts are insane that you're able so to watch. There's it's so just primo top notch content. Dude, there's like a million Godzilla movies out there, and a bunch of them are from Japan, which means like, and half of those are just like, like half of them are, are like really great quality movies. Um, I've got a little side text with with one of our friends, Nick, who who takes he gets really into comic books and things like that, and he sent me a couple movie recommendations if I'm into Godzilla. And like, there's some really cool storylines, you know, that that they might have in, in the American movies coming up and things like that. But some of the older Godzilla movies are just batshit crazy. Like, <laughs> have have like this really awful looking King Kong shoving a tree into Godzilla's mouth. Um, and the gifts from from that are just fantastic. The the one I sent to Victor, the ha ha fuck you and. The, <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. So yeah, no, I'm I'm blessed with great Godzilla content, and uh, you know this this sunny quote is a little cherry on top for the podcast. So I'm feeling good about my celebrations um, now that my basketball team's doing well. All right, guys. Well, we I think we've covered it all this week. We will be back next time, probably a little earlier, maybe Monday or Tuesday, and we will cover the news around the league and the matchups uh, for the next week. So thanks for listening guys. And we will see you guys. Then. I'm gonna leave it all